And welcome to another fun Friday edition of Ripping the Rack podcast. Friday. Friday, folks. It is Friday. Uh, I am one third of your Triforce Tri hosts. My name is Tim. Uh, I am actually going to change things up today. We have a special guest. Uh, he joined us on Tuesday. He is now joining us on Friday. Uh, John Starner of the Dudes and Belts chat cast. Mr. Johnny Deathdrop, how are you, buddy? Good. How are you, Timmy? I'm doing great. Um, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Anytime. I'm going to let you take it from here. Excellent. All right. <clears throat> Been a while, so. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Death Drop Channel and the Rocky Mountain Pro Stream Team proudly brings to you the single greatest wrestling chatcast of the world. It is your boy, Giant D Squared, Giant Death Drop, the host of the Dudes and Belts Wrestling Chatcast. On the left, we have the one that lives way the there on the east coast of Maine, the inventor of the lighthouse grading system, the one and only Coastal Crusader, Brian Ather. The fuck is good, dudes? What's going on? We're doing this on Monday for Friday. Let's fucking go. On the bottom right, we have our resident mass hole himself, the one and only Marky Pins. Yo, dudes, what, <laughs> what's happening, everybody? It's the same you, but look at this. It's a different view. And unlike my northern colleague up there, you're going to hear about the way it really is and the way it should always be right here from the Massel. And our special guest this evening. <laughs> <laughs> On the top right, the leader of Ripping the Rack podcast, the one and only Timmy Vader is in the house, baby. Yes! Timmy Vader. There I am. Timmy Vader. Timmy Vader. Yes, my friends is the crew of the Ripping the Wreck podcast, baby. Boom. And as always, folks, if you are just not down with that, we got a few words for you. It's still real to us, damn it. So... Suck it. And they all come back falling down, baby. Yeah. Guess what we're going to talk about today, guys? We have not done that for a long time. Damn, that felt good. Damn, that felt good. That's a throwback. Timmy Vader time. Because it's Timmy Vader time. What are we talking about? I will say, for those of you who don't know the Timmy Vader story, we will bring that up today because, (laughs) damn it, I've got my own freaking merch. You have a I just want to say it. <laughs> yes, he does. I got one. <laughs> and I, one and I wear it. Give me a second. Oh, oh. oh here he goes. Here he goes. He's going to bring it. <laughs> He's going to uh, get it. So, uh, folks, today we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to go serious for one moment, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Kyrie Irving. Sure, serious. Sure. Um, sure. He's a piece of shit. Moving he, on. Well, <laughs> Amen. There it is. There it is. There's a shirt, everybody. It's little Timmy Tom. Oh, my God. Oh, that was so funny. You know how uh, that year? Yesterday when I went bowling, and I bowled like dog shit, so I'll never wear that shirt again at a bowling tournament. <laughs> Let me tell you that right now. I'll never wear that shirt. But on this show, Timmy Vader time. 
Oh, God, that's so funny. Uh, I was just saying, Mackie, that uh, uh, we're going to get serious for one moment. We're going to talk a little bit about Kyrie Can Irving. Get serious for a moment? Um, just a moment. Um, and I only want to bring this up because, um, well, frankly, it's uh, it's our damn podcast and we can. Um, Love it. That's good. I will, say, I will say this, and I'm going to, and I've said it before, and I will say it so it's it's very clear. There is no room in professional sports for fans throwing, spitting, or yelling derogatory names. Or getting physically involved with. Or getting physically involved. Right. There is There is no call for it, period, end of story. Uh, what happened uh, Sunday at uh, the TD Garden, um, the guy should be arrested. Um, he should be banned for life. And he should have charges because that is uncalled for. Mm-hmm. With that being said, Somebody Kyrie Irving is a dinner. complete and utter bitch. Period. Plain and simple. No other good words for it. He, he is there. He, I look. I don't care. You're not desecrating he, the Celtics. You're fucking desecrating the NBA. Because the Celtics so, are one of the more legendary teams in the league to begin with. Yeah. For those, for those of you that do not understand why we're speaking so. Uh, vehemently against Kyrie Irving. Let me just tell you something about what happened. So at the end of the game on Sunday, after they thoroughly dominated the Celtics, of which they should, Kyrie Irving had a great game. He responded from having a piss-poor game the game before. He responded with a fantastic game. 40 points, 10 rebounds, and just led Brooklyn to a dominating win. Can't argue with that. Good player. Yeah. That's what he's supposed to do. Lead the team. At the, end of, at the end of the game, he walked out, congratulating his team, walked to center court, and basically stomped on the Celtics logo and rubbed his foot over the logo. Now, for those of you who'd be like, oh, what's the big deal about that? Well, you're taught all the way back in what I would call high school is you don't desecrate, denigrate, whatever you want to call it, the opposing team's mascot or logo or whatever it is. You don't do it. It's, it's, it's not respectful. Tyrell, 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 Tyrell Owens did it. And, um, um, he paid for Dallas. it when he did that. In yeah. Dallas. He did, yeah. His ass got lit up by Darren Woodson. Mm-hmm. Right. That's and, as that's well like that as he should rule. have. That's right. I'm not a big fan of unwritten rules, but damn it, that is one of them. You just don't do it. And then to top it off, he played for the Celtics for two years. He was a miserable prick when he played for them. He lied to the fans when he said, I want my name up in the rafters. I want my jersey up there. I want to play the rest of my career here. He said everything a player is supposed to say, but he didn't mean a single word of it. Okay. Kyrie Irving has quit on his team, took time off to go to a birthday party this year. I, 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 I hate Kyrie Irving. I'm a Duke fan. I'm a Duke Blue Devil basketball fan. And, he is and a listen, Duke. And I get what he's talking about. Mental health is important. Mental. You know, we all have our yes. mental health stuff. I get that. You need some time off. You also have a job to do, Bob. People pay you money to do this. Like Millions of dollars. At some this. point, you got to say, okay, I got to put my shorts on like an adult and go shoot a basketball. I hope, I really, truly hope 
that if he goes in for a layup tomorrow, he gets the Kurt Rambis treatment. Oh, the old Bill Lambia, how you doing? No, 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 no. Nope. Uh, those of you the Celtics the fans. Kevin McHale clothesline. Kevin line. McHale clothesline. Mm-hmm. Oh. Kurt Rambis. Oh. You know, yeah, the one where it looked like work. JBL hit Kurt Rambis? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a freaking clothesline. Clothesline from hell. Yeah, yeah they, need go, they need to go Kane on him. Was that clothesline from No, JBL. No, that was, that was JBL. JBL. JBL was the clothesline, clothesline from hell. From hell. I, I'm serious. Someone, they need, they need to teach him a lesson. Someone needs to teach him a lesson. But see, on the problem the court, is, as oh, soon as they touch him. On the court. As soon as they touch him, it's going to be an immediate double technical, and they're going to get thrown out, and Good. they'll probably get fined Shemi and Ojolai. suspended. Put him on them. Shemi Ojolai. Taco Fall. I don't care. Grant Williams. Taco could do it. He's tough. He, he had a couple winners up here in Maine. Taco could know, do it. I just That's my take on it. You don't do it. You're a punk-ass bitch, and I've said what I've said. I don't, have to, agree. Brother. I don't mm-hmm. have to agree with some of the things that come out of his mouth. I don't. I think I think Boston gets a I think Boston's rap of being a racist city was earned years ago. But it's not allowed to reform. I, I don't know as if it's as racist as what Kyrie was saying. Again, I'm a middle aged white guy from Maine. What the hell do I know about Racist. How long was he here for? Two years? That's not exactly a large sample size to say that the entire city has this one aspect that you think that they do. I, I don't know. I, I personally don't agree with that. If you've been here for a long, long time, 10, 15 years, there are you've tens got a lot of thousands of people that loved him every week. Yeah, damn every straight. Day. Damn mm-hmm. straight. I did. I wanted, him, I wanted him to stay. I wanted him to succeed. I'm a Celtics fan. I was a Duke fan. This was awesome. I'm a Celtics fan. You got a big guy from Duke showing up finally. Like, hell yeah. Then, then he is dick. So that's my Never take. Any heroes, of you guys kids. want to speak about Kyrie? Not really. You pretty much said it. I'm not a huge Celtics fan as is, but when not for any other reason, just not a big basketball guy. Uh, but when I heard all that stuff today, and to even former Celtics players, Kevin Garnett weighed in on it. A lot of people. Are not many people are taking Kyrie's side on this one, and how can you? Mm. How can you? To how disgrace, can somebody take a side on this? To disgrace a logo that has been around the NBA, NBA since its beginning has been one of the more legendary franchises in all of basketball, if not all of sports, and you're basically disrespecting. Hall of Famers and the greats of the game, not just the Celtics, but the greats of the game itself. You doing that is a slap in the face to every single person who has put on that jersey and that that has succeeded and won championships and became Hall of Famers. And let me tell you, that's a big list of Hall of Famers that he just slapped in the face. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fact. Fact. So... I hope he gets what's coming. I got a Again, funny feeling I don't, something's coming though. I don't want I if don't it's not want this year, it. Then, then it's definitely next year. Yeah. Like that right now. Again, I don't want fans throwing shit at him. That's not what I'm talking about. Oh, oh right. That doesn't a help. Good hard that foul. Help. I, I want him to feel it every time he drives a lane. Yes. 
something like that, the guys on the field, on the court, on the rink, wherever it is, whatever a situation like that, that's handled like internally yeah. amongst those guys. The the FU Kyrie chants and all the chants, that's the crowd's job. Not to throw shit, not to do it. You can yell at him from the stands. He's not he doesn't get to listen to you. But when twenty thousand people scream F you, you're gonna hear it and he's gonna hear it whether he cares about it or not is one mm-hmm. thing. But when he does get a clothesline going up for a layup and then the back of his head has an egg on it, he'll know. There'll be a fight. There'll be a gigantic mess on the court. But it'll be known why. It'll be it'll be like just... it'll be like, you know what? I want it to be like the eighties Celtics. Because that's what I remember, obviously. Um, I'm, I, re- I started being a Celtics fan in 1979, I believe it was. I think I was eight years old. Um, and that was when Larry was drafted. Larry was drafted in 79. Uh, first year was 1980. Uh, and I lived the best life as a Celtics fan in the 80s. I mean, it just you just can't get better than that. I mean, it was different basketball. It was so different. The, the crowd, the whole NBA, not even just the Celtics. It was a totally different NBA back in those days. Yep. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. different. So let's, uh, let's Bang. move on to something that we can all agree is, uh, relatively humorous. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs lose again in the first <laughs> round. Is the game over? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but as can I throw a question out here to the dudes? Would you rather see Toronto make it through or Montreal? Montreal. Like, okay, now what? What? With that jersey hanging behind you? Are you what? I. I. It's, yeah, but it, it'll hurt Montreal worse when they lose in the next round. I guess. I'm, I mean, I wish both see, of them. I wish this game went to infinite overtimes. And they were just playing for the next three months, and nobody could score a goal. And it just kept going and going and going. That's what I put on going. Facebook tonight. And Our then eventually the NHL goes, double disqualification, penalties offset, first down. That team who was going to play them gets a bye. Yeah. I said it would be perfect because then they can keep playing hockey and no one has to watch them. Yep. <laughs> I want to I, uh, I just serious with them. I... God, I just hate the Leafs, and but I, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I hate the Habs more. I'm a Bruins. Look, I, I've, I've got my Bruins shirt on. Absolutely. Uh, I, I am a diehard Bruins fan. I've always hated Montreal. I'll always hate Montreal. Amen. Um, not the people. No, the team. Just they suck. The, team. the Habs yeah. suck. That's right. Habs not the city. Not suck. the team. Beautiful city. I've been. Gorgeous yep. city. Yep. A lot of history. Very old school. Mm-hmm. But no, the hockey team's terrible. Hockey team sucks. Um. But I just I thought it was very funny to see them blow another three one lead and lose again. Um, <sighs> Has anyone boy. checked on Calvin and his well being? No, he's a sad. He's still rewatching old ripping the racks when we were doing lock letters. He's he's yeah. in a corner of his room just <laughs> rocking, holding his phone, shaking, unequivocally just watching in the his, same in episode his over jersey. and over again oh. in his leaves, hugging. The leaf, just just next year, next year it'll be better. Next year it'll be better. Oh God, I just at least they all didn't line up outside in like the streets this time and get all excited. No, <laughs> like, that's ruins. still one of the best videos ever. Is them is the time getting lapse. ready to celebrate and seeing the time lapse to 
the Bruins scoring four unanswered goals, three to tie it in the third period, and then you know the fourth to win it in overtime. Um, that was great. You know, and I will say, uh, Scotty Estabrook, you are correct. Uh, he commented on our last uh, our last one that said, uh, "But if you give Quebec a hockey team, then Montreal is going to want one." <laughs> He's right. I mean, he is right. He is right. Yeah. Sorry, Scott. You can't always appease everybody, man. I mean, right. people in Montreal just have to wait for the next expansion draft before they can put some people on the ice up there. So, you guys got anything you want to talk about, or are we done? No, that pretty much think, covered. Maybe. <laughs> Glad this fan's back for the majority of the games oh. in the NHL playoffs. God, I know our been... friends up north still don't have them. But uh, we do, and my God, the garden was rocking the other night. It was rocking tonight. Um, it's it's just great to see things kind of coming back to normal around here. Playoff hockey is the best, most exciting television that exists. Yes, and adding the twenty thousand. Speaking people, of hockey, huh? We ain't dead yet. But I'm not dead yet. No, no. Game is just yet. scored. Did he? Bergeron just scored three two. Hey, really? Good. I'm I got it on and it's on YouTube TV, which I'm like 38 minutes behind. Yeah. YouTube TV. Well, it's now you know. You it's it's part tight. of the cable deal. It has to be X amount. I behind. know. It's like it's so like much. 30 seconds or something stupid like that. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, for but, those of you who don't realize, we are taping this off. Hey, score! Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we are we are filming this, uh, taping this, filming it, whatever you want to call it, uh, Monday night uh, for for our Friday night episode. So uh, it is now three two Boston. They are making a comeback. Uh, let's talk wrestling. Let's get into okay. The What's that? What is that? Let's talk wrestling. Um, so i have and i'll say this as on air i have purposely avoided talking wrestling on our friday show because that is i didn't want to impede on the uh show you guys do um but we do have our special guest today and with that special guest comes two of the well three of the five guys that uh the dudes uh, the dudes and belts chat cast on uh okay <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, so they do I, a good job. So yeah. I thought uh, it would be cool to have some cross promotion and and you know talk up what you guys do and how you guys do it and talk a little Rocky Mountain Pro and maybe uh, maybe some other wrestling stuff in general. Well, um, Johnny, we could we'll we'll talk a lot. I, I promise you, we'll yeah, talk and you'll hear some he good will. things. But to be honest, uh, our other northern colleague, the Coastal Crusade himself, you'll hear one version of things. You'll find your own opinions go. of how things go. go. Yeah. No, but it just seems to be that there tends to be more ignoring of Get it out. Get the it garbage. Out. Do I have to and monitor just, you guys here too? No, there's just <laughs> I just want to let the viewers know because it's the first time that, that let him we tell a sob story. There's not sob stories. I just am preparing people. To let them know that you're going to hear a lot of opinions about things. And one of those opinions is going to be, what? What are you talking about? I didn't see anything. So even with the glasses on, even with him watching with a screen three feet in front of his face, he still misses a lot 
of the stupidity of the things that happen. So just keep your ears open. Unbiased. Unbiased as one side of a coin. You're absolutely correct in that. Yes. But we'll move forward and, you know, we'll see if we can get some honesty to the actual surface here in the situation. Well, well, let me let me ask this. And I'm going to, Johnny, I'm going to ask you first because, well, let's face it. You're the leader of the of the dudes and belts. Unfortunately, uh, yes. Cast. The Death Drop Army. The Death Drop Army, um, of which I am a fan of the Death Drop Army. Just throwing that out there. I have to say, you have to be our first honorary member of the Death. Mm. You were the first honorary member. You have a T-shirt. You were the first yeah. viewer to have a character. I, I'm honored. Like, I, I'm honored. You have story. You have lore. I, yeah, on the I do. Belts. You do. I do. I do. Uh, You're like one of the uh, one of the clones t-shirt. on Rome. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess. So, Johnny, how did uh, how did this uh, come about for you? All right. So, how it came about was around the end of 2019 is when I had to step away from Candleton. I got a job opportunity that I could not refuse. In case for all you guys in the bowling community that don't know, I work at General Electric in the aviation department. I work at a military base. GE works with the military and the Air Force and the Navy and all that stuff. And I work an off shift. I work I work second shift. So there's not really any time for me to go out and bowl compete and competitively like I used to. Eventually I will get back, don't worry. You'll see John Steiner again at some point. Um it all came about starting with that and just my weekends and my weeks were just Ugh. You know, I'd go to work, I'd sleep, I eat, you know, all that stuff and just repeat it. And then the weekends, you know, if I wasn't working, then I was just sitting around doing nothing because I wasn't bowling consistently to be able to compete in any of the tournaments or the worlds or mixed worlds or anything like that. So I almost kind of went into a little bit of depression for a time. And uh, because, I mean, I've been bowling for 26 years straight without taking a break, so... I was kind of lost. And then I had an idea. I, I watched Twitch, like, I don't know, like for a week. And I just was thinking, I'm like, what if we end up doing like a, like a wrestling talk show on this platform? Because you don't got to pay for the platform. You just make an account and you just go live. You just hit the live button. Obviously, there's other stuff that you need, but we'll get to that. Um, so I called Mark. And I spit the idea to Mark. Mark's like, that's a good idea. We basically talk about it in parking lots of bowling alleys anyway, whenever we see each other. All the time. So, yeah. So bowling anywhere we are. So screw it. We, uh, me and him went out shopping one night. We got uh, like an i3 computer that ended up shitting the bed a couple weeks later. Uh, we, got, we had no idea what we were doing. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, just, we, were doing. we were just following <laughs> instructions online. And um, we bought this rinky-dink computer. We uh, got our capture card. We got all different, like, the, the, the minor things that we needed to get a stream going. We bought a mic stand and all that stuff. 
once we got everything together and after days of trying to figure out how to set everything up with the OBS broadcasting system that I have, um, we had our first show. We weren't streaming under a category because we didn't know Twitch. Uh, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing in terms of camera placement or anything like that. We literally no sat on a fucking futon with like a plastic fucking folding table yep. in, <laughs> in, in between us with, a, with, with, with like this type of mic stand. And what we would do is every single time that one person would talk, we'd take the mic stand and swing it. Yep. We like just that. kept passing and they would just back, be back and forth, and it would always make like a squeak sound every single time we fucking rotate it. Now, now, mind you, we would do these shows when he first started doing this. He would get out of work at like eleven or eleven thirty. We'd get everything set up yeah, and go. Right, yeah, we would go live at like twelve thirty in the morning, our time, Eastern time. Yeah, and we would sit and just be talking wrestling until three, four o'clock in the morning. Got to a point where I started walking in the house at four o'clock, four thirty, and Melissa, my wife, looks. Where the hell have you been? What the hell were you guys doing? And I'm like, no, we're doing this thing, this wrestling show, and it's, until four o'clock. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it it was rough for the first couple weeks. Um, we we finally figured out that we had a stream on a category. So we were like, oh, okay, we'll do uh, this category, just Jen, because we're basically shooting the shit anyway. And boy, let me tell you, the fucking characters that pop up on your channel at 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, my God. Tell you. Oh, my God. There were a we, few winners. There was there was one night we had like a max of like 12 viewers just for us just sitting down. And we're trying to talk wrestling, but this is like bad bunny chick that talks about, you know, how she's single and everything in chat. And and how the fuck are we supposed to respond to that? Like, yeah, <laughs> she's like asking us questions like, are you guys single? Like, uh, what do you do for a living? Like, do you do this full time? What's wrestling? And it's like we're, we're trying to be legit and like talk to chat and answer questions and stuff. And the whole thing went on a tangent. We ended up not even talking about wrestling for like an hour at a time. Like we didn't know what the hell we would do. We had no mods. It was just fun to sit down and shoot the shit and just kind of talk about wrestling for a few hours. And then like a month later, we started to kind of get get the hang of it. And then the guy started coming over to my place. And we do the show here with audio echoing and everything like that. So obviously we weren't even close to where we are now. We're still trying to figure everything out. Yeah. Now we have echo issues and audio issues. But we added carrot like a couple weeks later after that. And then we get better. We get graphics, basic graphics. And um, probably around June is when we added triple I. Mark was out one day and we're like, ah, this would be a good time to have uh Rio come in. So Rio comes in for one episode and we haven't let him go since. Yep. And then I think it was around August when Brian messaged us and be like, hey, I, I want to be on the show. So we added Brian first episode. He was spot on with what he was doing. We kept him around and sure as shit, 2020 ends through a pandemic and all and limes being eaten and the whole nine yards. Oh we my ended God. Up the so Corona heavy. limes. Oh, I yes. hate you for that. Yep. The, one the night last... John made me Dom Dominic came over to Jeff's house one night to be a guest on dudes and belts. It was myself, my son, Dominic and Jeff, otherwise known as a Sunday night savior. And one night, uh, Johnny himself hit us with a plate full of cut up limes <laughs> that we had to eat the lime to prevent Corona. And, and 
me and Jeff were eating the limes and we just had the selfie. And here's my son, just like, oh, these are good. <laughs> you lived, didn't you? Still here. Yeah, there Still you go. Um, well, I, I, I can tell you from a, from a uh, fan perspective uh, of your show and, and whatnot, uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy sitting back. I, I, I'm not able to get on every week. I try, um, but it's 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 fun to me to to sit back and and you know watch guys that I know have uh, have some success and have some uh, uh, fun doing something that they all love. So it's, it's been uh, a good time with the five of yeah. us. There's five different personalities, five different dynamics to the show. And, you know, sometimes we have good discussions. Sometimes things get a little heated. We did top 10 lists for a while, and those things got, you know, heated because it's something we care about so much. There's so much passion in the room that it's I'm still pissed off that Dino Bravo never made anyone's top 20. So you all can suck it. It was honorary. I I think B's about to explode. Um, So so getting back to that, during that time, though, we um, we got found early July by Rocky Mountain Pro. And about a couple of weeks after they found us, they put us on the stream team. And um, the beginning of this year is when everything kind of started to get serious with us. They started to come in to chat more. They started to talk to us a little bit more. So now it's getting to, all right, now we're doing like a Skype call every week with these guys. And the CEO, Matt Yaden. Skype call me one night and be like, you know what? You guys would be perfect to do some type of show. B scored three three. Oh, B scored oh, three, really? three. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's why Brian Sorry. exploded like thirty seconds ago. I was trying to figure it out. I saw Brian's reaction. I went. I was like, did they really? So. Because this was the point of the whole situation, what John's talking about, how Rocky Mountain Pro Wrestling in Colorado. It kind of started, we had Mercury, Yaden, the CEO of Rocky Mountain, on our show in December. November. And then we we did a 12-hour stream one time, and he was on there. And during that, he's like, yeah, you guys should do like like an old-school, like, Saturday Superstars show for Rocky Mountain. You could do it like after charge. And we're like, yeah, yeah, we could. And then, yeah, now we do. And now we do. (laughs) (laughs) So we got together. At an ungodly time in the morning. Mm -hmm. We got together with um, Rocky Mountain Pro. I have meetings with Mercury and Titus on a regular basis now. And we came up with the Dudes and Belts Recharge. Home branding, whole nine yards, and we've been doing a one-hour show immediately following the airing of their episodic TV show called Rocky Mountain Pro Charge. And it's been a hell of a ride so far. And now we find ourselves literally less than a month away from actually flying down to Denver, Colorado, to be a part of their WrestleMania, which is called Milestone. This will be Milestone. We pre show for both nights. We got pre show for both nights. There are surprises throughout the course of the weekend. Um, we can't tell you guys what's going on. 
So that's something for you guys out there in the audience and the listeners to find out. But there's a lot of big things happening. And we and we're getting ready for after milestone because I know at least as of right now, we're going to have Brutal Bob Evans from Ring of Honor on with us at some point within the next few weeks after Milestone. And there are a couple big ones that could happen after Milestone. So we're kind of putting ourselves in a situation where, you know, we never even really thought of, you know, actually being in this situation now this was the plan in the beginning when you and i started john we i mean we were always like you know wouldn't it be cool if wouldn't it be cool if if we did this and some random person saw it that was affiliated and and then even then we'd look at each other and be like nah it's gonna take forever it's gonna take years and years and years yo it took eight months (laughs) and somebody did take a notice to us and kind of liked what we did we're we're honest about it we understand the, they call it the kayfabe nature of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like, we know what it is. We accept what it is. And we just you suspend our disbelief. We suspend that for a few minutes. And you immerse yourself in it. And you just become a part of it. You know, everybody has that alter ego. For me, through the years, it was always, I'm not Mark Ritchie. I, it's Maki Pins. It's that dude from the projects that, you know, never says an R and loves to talk shit a little bit, you know, but still on the whole is a good dude. You can bring those characters to the table and we can just immerse ourselves in this. And that's what this has given us a chance to do. Because, look, the last year has sucked. For A year and a half has sucked for so many people. This has been our release, like our escape from the real world for an hour or two every week. And we can just kind of be these characters and, and have fun doing it. That's the goal. And, and it's working so very well. And now instead of me just pushing the live button, now I'm taking the week and I'm editing a show for Thursdays. I'm getting everything ready for Sundays. Like now it's, it's more on my plate, but it's, it's all about the end game. And the end game is, being a big part in the wrestling business at some point down the line. And I think this show is going to be that show that's going to separate us from all the other shows out there in terms of talk shows and podcasts or whatever you want to call us. We're a very unique group. So how do you, Johnny, how do you see the affiliation with Rocky Mountain Pro? Um, because they're, they're, a, they're an independent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they're so good. It's polished. It's, I mean, we talk about this every just week. Independent. It's, they are partnered with OVW, yeah. which is Al Snow's company. So they are yeah. partnered with them. So their school that they have inside of Rocky Mountain Pro is called the Al Stoll Wrestling Academy of Rocky Mountain. Okay. So they have, they have OVW and RMP talent switching between Kentucky and, and Denver constantly through all their shows. Um, and of course, all the Rocky Mountain Pro talent goes to other independents around the country as well. Like Lilith Grimm is is the biggest one out there. She's probably the biggest name on the independent scene right now. Everybody wants a piece of Lilith Grimm right now. Atiba in Rocky Mountain Pro is should be signed to AEW. Hashtag w- sign Atiba. Sign Atiba. Hashtag sign Atiba. That is talent that people are just losing out on, and it's going to be within six months that he's gone officially, mm-hmm. and. So yeah. let me let me ask you this. Um, who would be who would be a couple of the big names? Not Al Snow, because most people know who Al Snow in the wrestling industry. 
uh, most people know who Al Snow is. They know him mm-hmm. from WWE and and oh, ECW and so forth. Hey. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, who who has come up from like Rocky Mountain that people would know is more mainstream now? Otis, oh, Tucky, Tucky, Otis Dozovich in WWE graduated. Mister Money in the Bank. Yes, former Mr. Money in the Bank. Abaddon, who just got recently signed by AEW during the pandemic when Rocky Mountain Pro was closed for six months or so. She was actually the current Lockettes champion when she got signed. Okay. So she had to vacate that title when she left. Um, Jack Draper, who is Ring of Honor's star right now, that six mm-hmm. foot eight fucking monster Ooh, of a beast. Um, so really pushing him in the let me, let, Johnny, let me ask you this because I've asked these two before. Um, when you look at your independence, um, you know, OVW, this, uh, Ring of Honor, you know, in the multitudes, I know Maine, uh, Maine has one that's, and I can't Limitless. think of it. Limitless. It's Limitless Wrestling. Um, Is that the one that's you, out of Portland? Yeah. yeah, and that one, a uh, couple ex-former champions out of there, you guys might know, uh, MJF and Keith Lee. Um, would it be fair to say, like, Rocky Mountain would be double A and your Ring of Honor might be triple A? If you're looking at minor leagues, like, this for baseball? This brought up by Titus about a month ago. Okay. When we were signing to get everything ready for our new look Sunday night show. Um, basically, the way he put it, and he's he's pretty much on point with it, Rocky Mountain Pro is technically, you want to call it single A, um, in terms of minor independent affiliates, I guess you could say, in the indie scene. OVW would be a double A. Okay. But however, in OVW, that used to be WWE's former developmental. Right. So you, so you kind of put OVW in second tier or two star, three star, or double A, triple A. Um, Ring of Honor, even though they're considered the big four in the country, uh, Ring of Honor would probably be triple A, and then you have your AEW. And the NWA, yes. Yeah. Um, and then you would have your AEW, WWE as your the goal. The end well, goal. And that's, the majors, yeah. Right, and that's what I yeah. love. And again, I'm, I'm using the baseball Japan. analogy is, is, you know, yeah, New Japan, um, you know, your WWE and your, your AEW are your, that's your major leagues. Yep. Um, that's what you're striving for is, is to get there. So do I you would see... actually give Rocky Mountain much more credit than being a single A. Oh yeah, situ- no, I would absolutely call yeah. them a double A level promotion. The with only their reason talent. I double A is because they mainly focus on the school aspect and they don't have any real TV deals and stuff like that, like OVW, Ring of Honor, and so on and so forth. Well, true, but I mean, like, if you were just a wrestling fan in general and you stumbled it's a upon TV their quality and product, their show, it is a better TV quality product than most every other. What you would say this is like a single A. I would definitely give them. Or if they're going to be single A, they're single A plus. I, yeah. I wouldn't look at them as a single yeah. A. I look at them as a double. 
they and not just because we're affiliated too but i'm going based of what titus was saying to me in a phone Fair. Fair. i'm just i guess as a as a fan and and i keep going back to the fact that i am a fan and i'm a long time fan of of wrestling um and i told i told brian this before is i was a big fan of wrestling back again back in the 80s in the heyday uh 80s and 90s i fell out of wrestling um my kids were younger life and whatnot um i kind of got away from it and then really since you guys have started doing this since brian started doing this and i've started watching i've become a fan of wrestling again um i'm watching it more um paying a little bit more attention to it uh learned it learned a few things that that brian has taught me from the inside inside uh like a ring uh the 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 whole, I don't know what you want to call it. The whole choreograph. It's not. I don't want to call it choreograph. I want to call it. Oh, you mean like who calls the match? Yeah, just like that, that whole. You know, you know the ref is the ref is there. I don't know. I just it's think the it's the cool. showmanship of, yes. of each individual and and the the. It's almost like the dance that they do to get from beginning to end. The the story that they tell. That you're watching, like each match is a chapter in those two guys' book of of their story together, and they're telling you that story chapter by chapter. And that's and that as a fan, I mean, look, let's face it, I've known for years that wrestling was it's not fake. It's predetermined. It's predetermined. Mm-hmm. Correct. Because um, it isn't fake what these guys no, do, and shit. what these <laughs> what these men and women do with their bodies. And the athleticism that it takes to do what they do is truly phenomenal. And the best ones can actually tell a story while doing it. So for me, I don't know. I just I I've been impressed with Rocky Mountain since you guys started doing it, and I paid it's a little good, bit of attention. It? It's good. It really is. And and you know I I know the difference between a heel. And, you know, in a face and I know the difference between a mark and I know the difference between, you know, all of these things in the terms and the kayfabe and everything else. And um, it's it's I always said that if I ever was involved, I'd be like the cool heel. That's like to the, me the, well, the badass. Try. Yeah, I try. I, I'd be like the I'd be the dork. You know, I'm, I'm dork the clown, not doink the clown. Dork the clown. <laughs> yeah, I'm dark the Barry clown, Horowitz. You know? No, no. The Hebrew hair. No, I don't know. I just think it's cool. I think what you guys are doing is 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 cool. Um, I'm Something and I'm not has- choosing and I'm not choosing sides either between you know if Brian's right or Maki's right. I'm not. You guys do you. That's- there are times that everybody's right. It, it's about the the steps and the journey you take to get there. You know, I'll tell you the way I saw it, and Brian will tell you the way he wanted it to be. But in a way, Not we're true. both right. Not I know you don't think it's true, but just watch an episode of our show, and you'll understand that Brian will give you the roundabout way without telling you about the garbage. And I'll tell you A to B to C to D, and you can make up your own mind who's right. And you'll you know, be heavily influenced of people that you have seem to have an issue with 
Mm-hmm. And you'll just turn a blind eye to when a fire extinguisher goes up somebody's ass and then they throw it out of the That's ring. That's never and... happened. No, no, apparently not. Apparently not. There's just sometimes that Brian fire is not... extinguisher up an ass. There's Holy times geez. that Brian's just not looking at the screen. He must be taking his notes on the thing, and he just happens to look away when all the shenanigans tend to happen. And then when we get on stream and we argue about these things, I just remind him it's of the moments high, that he wasn't it's paying very attention. Hard for Coastal to focus on one thing while he's currently in a with somebody else. So. It, it's true. I can understand. He gets distracted easily. There's a lot going on, and he just happens to miss those well, there's moments a, when there's a clown there. There is, and oh, Johnny, and, who, and, yeah, you know right. what? These happy. There we go. These yahoos here. I've asked them. I'm going to ask you. Growing up, who do who do who do you like on the uh, within the wrestling ring? Who who did you? Um, Oh, yes. He kind of gave it away right there. I was a huge take mark and still am to this day. And as well, you should be. Yeah. You're like Undertaker. There's something wrong with you. Brian, we actually agree. Around the time that I was born, he he came in in 1990. I was born in 1990. And by the time I was two or three years old, I was watching Taker with my fucking mother. (laughs) My God. Wait a minute. When were you born? 90. I'm fucking old enough to be your father. You might when was be, Jordan born? actually. It's possible. Oh, no. Jordan was born in 97. Oh. But Aaron was born in 91. Yeah, you could have been 19, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. would have been 19 when he was born. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so besides Taker, and I, I, I knew you were a Taker fan, I just, the minute he went bong, I went, oh, my God, I knew that was a Taker fan. <laughs> who, uh, who besides Taker did you really pay attention to? Um, so there was a couple, um, if I had to really kind of pick, I would be Owen Hart. It would have to be Owen Hart. Okay. Um, Owen Hart, Eddie Guerrero would be the two. Um, Owen was one of those naturally gifted athletes that was way before his time. He did stuff in the rain ring that wasn't even invented yet until in the 2000s, literally. Um, he was something special. And at that time, he would have been the most innovative wrestler in the world, just by some of the stuff that he did that nobody had ever seen. And he was also, he was flawless. I mean, I don't think I ever see saw like a bad match. The only bad match, I guess you could say, that he ever had was the night that he broke Austin's neck. But even at the time, it didn't look like he did at, at that point. But if you look closely, you could tell that he dropped him on his head and accidents happened. Yeah. yeah. And, and you could tell their... his demeanor in the ring changed yeah. immediately when he saw that he hurt Austin in that match. Yeah. And, and it was very few, few, in, few incidents that he ever had a bad match. For the most part, it was just flawless. And Eddie was almost the same thing, too, with his style as well. Um, unfortunately, both those guys passed away way before their peak, and yeah. it's unfortunate. So, would you would you have said Owen would have been a bigger star than Brett? Owen would have been the, okay. the mm-hmm. in my opinion. Brett was still still very 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 good. I will not take anything away from Brett. He's still the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. However, you give Owen. More time, 
if that if that unfortunate accident doesn't happen, I see Owen shooting over Brett and Owen being the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. And we kind of got a small glimpse of it. WrestleMania 10, I believe, the first we, the opening match. My favorite opening match ever. In we have spoken about this match many times on Dudes and Belts. If anybody wants a clinic of 20 to 25 minutes of the best wrestling you've ever seen in your life, WrestleMania 10, watch the first match, Brett versus mm-hmm. Owen. It is Owen a textbook. And Owen won clean, clean. With a roll-up, Marky. With a roll-up, see? Brett Hart with, got beat by a roll-up. People, it happens. You don't have to pick it apart. No, no. Listen, when you when if you win with a roll-up, <sighs> in wrestling terms, if you win, you caught your opponent off guard to the point where he had no idea, couldn't get out of it. If you lose to a roll-up, that's when you know you screwed up. You can't be losing well, to roll-ups. He did. Wish I had my you fucking did? thing recording for that soundbite. <laughs> my turn, asshole. <laughs> if 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 you lose with a roll up, you screwed up. That would have been it. That would have been the soundbite I would have had that I would have replayed a thousand times over on recharge. Oh, just let me know when your board is set up. I'll say it again because it's a fact. Either now on ripping the rack or later on dudes and belts is still a fact. So I was, and I'll tell I'll tell you, I was a huge Ricky the Dragon Steamboat fan. Oh yeah, growing, growing up, mm-hmm. that was that was my that the was best my dude. Arm I was, drag you will ever see. I was not a Hogan fan, and could still do it. Um, was never a Hogan fan. I didn't I didn't dislike him. I just I don't know. It just man, I was the biggest oh, Sunday with Hulkamaniac right now. Oh, what? Sunday just, be all over your shit. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? He's wrong. <laughs> he Hogan. I had to. Sorry. <laughs> Hogan was a manufactured person. Here's the thing you basically. don't know, though, and, and we know this because we get in the fucking weeds about this shit. <clears throat> Go on YouTube and look up Hulk Hogan versus Antonio Inoki in New Japan. Mm-hmm. Or the, the Great Muda. Look up the Great Muda match. Hogan does a drop kick. Hogan <sighs> could wrestle. He was not allowed to okay. when he well, was younger. I just I was never a fan of the get beat down, then all of a sudden you punch and you shake your head and you do the like oh, this. that doesn't work for me, up. brother. And, and and the big boot to the head and then a stupid leg drop. I, I know mean, that might have been in defense, like when we were little kids though, those were, when we were growing up during the eighties. I know that was it was protected. The way it was supposed to end, and you looked forward to that. But like you did, as we got older and we started seeing that, and we went, wait a minute, this is like a washing machine. This is rinse and repeat. This is rinse and repeat. This this is the same thing. We've seen this 10 billion times. Do something different for me. When we, like, I was a huge Hogan fan when I was a kid, and then fell out of it because it was getting kind of dumb when he went full nwo that was the best thing he could have ever done oh, for his career look, and everything am, moving forward i am a fan of a good heel turn yeah happy 25th anniversary nwo that was and the I best a, heel turn i think in professional and I a, wrestling and history. i am a fan of a good face turn as long as it goes with the storyline and when you get them in one match, it's called a double turn. 
Yes, the Brett Austin match. Mm-hmm. You is know, that a twelve. That was a thirteen. That's 13. at Chicago. Uh, special guest referee was Ken Shamrock. Uh, it's an I quit match. Austin never quit. He passed out. It's got the iconic play. It's my favorite WrestleMania match of all time. If no one could tell. <laughs> I, I just think that's the same WrestleMania that Taker beat Psycho Sid to win the title. Yes, and it's funny because um, it, that was uh, Sid's second ever, you know, big match at WrestleMania. The first one at WrestleMania eight when he fought Hogan in the main event. He didn't know that was WrestleMania. He thought it was a house show. Because he's the master and ruler of the world. Look it up. Hogan even backs it up. Hogan, he goes, all right, what are we doing out here tonight? You know, and, and when's the next pay-per-view? And he's like, brother, it's WrestleMania. He's like, oh, that was a house show. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. I And I'm a sucker for a guy that can actually talk. Give me someone that can handle a mic. That'd be Ric Flair. Yeah. One of the best yeah. promos in history. Yeah, no, yeah, but Flair, wanna, the Rock. See, I'm. Um, a, I, look, I know I'm a sucker for the Rock, and I'll tell you why. I love his freaking promos. They make me laugh. They're funny as hell, and the guy knows how to act. Yep. I don't know. I the old Rock I, promos were amazing. Now, yep, to me, really unfortunately, he's Dwayne. It's even when Dwayne comes back to WWE, The Rock is not on my TV set. So it know, is Dwayne. You, you know what though? You know when he became Dwayne when CM Punk made him Dwayne and called him out in the pipe bomb. Yeah, that was kind of when even when the when he came back, he wasn't The Rock. He had lost that. He that lost character. the drama ball. He he, he lost. He did. He did, and Dwayne walked into my ring, and I went, this ain't the yeah. same guy. Yeah. This isn't the same character. So, Even bad guy rock was still bad guy rock. Yeah. This is Johnny, tell, tell me who I, should, uh, who I should pay attention to with uh, Rocky Mountain Pro. All right, so the first guy you should definitely pay attention to is whenever Atiba comes on your, your screen, you have to sit down and watch no matter what you're doing. Fact. Um, Stop just, and hashtag sign Atiba. Yes. Um, Severino Corrente, which it's looking like not official, official yet, but it's looking like it's going to be Severino versus Atiba two. Last time we covered these guys, we they put on a five lighthouse graded match. I'm expecting another one at Milestone. Uh, Severino is one of those guys who has had a match in AEW already in his career, and mm-hmm. he's he's acting as a coach right now, helping Matt Yaden and Titus out in that department but also still very active in the ring. I think he's like 30, 31, 32 years old, and he's still got yep. plenty of time to go, and he's going to be another one. He's he's a, he's extremely gifted. Um, and I'm going to say it. Damon Ace is the Never other one. Awake. Um, Any, anytime the wake's on your TV, you need to pay attention. We will get to, the, to, to that whole thing in a second. I want to be able to at least say... For the ladies, okay. Lilith Grimm Absolutely. is your number one scouted independent women's wrestler right now. All of the indies and all the small companies are trying to hire her for their events. She's got so the she gimmick, the work. Look out for as well. Yeah. And she's got that demon character, too, that she plays pretty well. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Brian, you're obviously a fan of Mr. Happy. 
Um, Happy's very good wrestler. I'm excited yes, to meet he... Hot Dog. I am. I'm excited to meet Hot Dog. That's Happy's unicorn. Yep. It's okay. like that little kid's unicorn. Remember, you were a kid. You had the little horse with the stick, and you kind of fake rode it. Uh, Mr. Happy has one, and he has a unicorn, and he names it Hot Dog. And, um, mm. you know, Coastal and, and, and the Hot Dog have a good relationship. They're friends. They, they talk every once yep. in a while. Mm -hmm. And, and hot, hot Dog Doggies. Hot doggies, you know, they, they Skype, they talk, yeah. but, um, nice Mr. Beautiful animal. Animal. Mr. Happy cannot wait to meet you and the rest of the three ring circus cannot wait to meet you. Oh man. Tim, explain to them about me and clowns. Cause they don't believe like. Oh, Brian loves them. Don't let him, don't let him fool you. And that's what I thought it was. The whole, the whole thing was a gigantic work that it was just a no big deal kind of situation. I thought he was yeah, just playing it up. Good character on the show. So and it doesn't surprise if, me. It's even better if they're redheaded and have backpacks. <laughs> what about the ones with the noses? Like the big round nose? <laughs> Stop. Hong Kong? Stop. Redheaded backpack wearing. Clowns. Well, thank God I have connections internally with Rocky Mountain Pro to set up whatever the hell I want once we get down there. So I'm not getting off the plane. I can Skype the thing right from the plane. They'll let me stay there. Stay right in the airport. It's all you have COVID regulations. When you deal with the clown, all you have to do is deal with the clown the way you deal with the wake and just pretend you don't see what's happening and what's going on and just go forward with the amount of analysis that an independent journalist would do. You do a good job at that. I'm sure you could do a do good job with this one, right? Shouldn't be a problem. Clowns I don't think this will be a problem for Nothing you. Nothing about the wake scares me. The clowns scare me. Mm. So you oh, tell me if okay. you went face to face with Happy and Monster 9 was standing directly next to him, you're telling me that you wouldn't have any differences? You would prefer Mr. Happy over Monster 9 at that point? In character. No, I, 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 I'd probably still try and fight 9 first. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Dude, I don't like clowns. I'm... He's petrified of clowns. <laughs> He's a big old pussy when it comes to clowns. Well, you're going to have a rough weekend, unfortunately, bud. Because I'm pretty sure like that throughout the whole course of the weekend... When we're down there, Mr. Happy will get will have my number, and he will be around more often than not. Hopefully, we'll the have, goal is we'll, we'll the have goal to bring is, him in for an interview or something. Listen, just make sure there's nothing in my reach that I can swing. There is a video of me getting jump scared at work when Tim worked with me by a clown guy dressed as a clown. You know how the cubicles they have those tops you can take I wasn't off. The, I had already left. Oh, you had. Yeah. Anyways, the guy tapped me. He was dressed like Pennywise. And I took the top of the cubicle off and turned around and almost home run swung his head. Like, oh, I go, do you, like, you can hear it in the video. I'm like, do you want to get hit? That's how you get hit. <laughs> well, I had yeah. him talking to Echo recently, so. Like I, I said. Worked it, out with him. Maybe if, if my friends are there and maybe... You know what? Maybe if Damon Ace is there with me, I'll I'll be brave and I can you know he'll, he'll help me out. I'm sure he's a stand up dude, so that's what I'll interview as, him. I'll as, clear everything as, up for you, Marky. I'll clear it up. Don't worry. 
No, we're good. That, that that That's fine. Like I said, I can stand on my own two feet when it comes to that situation. Can you stand on your own two feet in this situation? I think that's what you need to do. All independent journalists and broadcasters need to stand on their own two feet when it comes down to the situation. This is your job right now. You need to do this. You need to be able to do this. Yeah. Maybe if we get one of those interrogation rooms, I can be on the other side of that little mirror. And, and still stand behind in the four room. guys, like the wake stands behind four guys. Yeah, I, when they I, get I feel safe stuff. that way. I feel yep. safe you that way. You your, your fear of clowns to yourself because you know it's not going to happen when we get down there. Well, you know, it, it, it was going to be a bigger mess if I didn't tell you guys because you'd be like, why is Brian on the plane? And I'd be like just sitting there be like, no, nah, I'm not going. No, you could have made excuses at least. You could have been like, "Gosh, oh, shit, I got to take a major shit. I got to stay on and get on the fucking bathroom on the plane." And no, no, because you know what's funny? My wife was going to throw me under the bus anyways, or Tim was going to. So somebody was going to let my phobia of clowns <laughs> slip to somebody. Oh, oh, shit! Did I let that slip out? It might have been uh, you, actually, dude. I'm really sorry. Thank I didn't. I, 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 I didn't mean to let the. Let the yeah. fact that you're well, scared of it's okay. Maybe maybe I'll be backpacks. too busy inter- interviewing, you know, the longest reigning tag team champions in Rocky Mountain history, or longest reigning Rocky Mountain pro wrestling yeah, champion. You know, like clown with their face paint. I don't understand. All, all all members of the wake. Am I wrong? I mean, they they do kind well, of put the the almost similar face paint on, like this. The happy here's does. The thing like like, like stepping away from and be real quick. Like I I think Thunder Rose is the best women's wrestler in the world right now, That's and she does that. that, that yeah, can make a clown. I don't get it. It's it, it's sure it's just Mister Happy. You you have a thing with Mister. It's Mr. not happy. just Happy. And, and here's the thing: the new Pennywise doesn't really scare me. Trying to be scary, more stupid than anything. Which that Tim doesn't make Cur- any sense to me because that Tim was Curry. Tim Curry in Pennywise, that's petrifying. Because he stands there and he's like, and you think he's just a, one of those nice clowns that they do exist. And yeah, no. Joker. Joker doesn't bother me. I don't fucking get it. Bozo the Clown yeah. scares me. Ronald McDonald freaks me out. You, you just told party me class. last Sunday. It, it, you just told me last class. Sunday that Ronald, Ronald McDonald does not scare you. No, be, well, okay. The little porcelain Ronald McDonalds that are at the stores don't scare me. If there's a real raw, like if there's a dude dressed like a clown, it's gonna freak me. Uh, out. Then how the hell has the wake not freaked you up? Because there's four clowns that are walking around with four belts. Doing any kind of garbage that they want to. How have you not focused on that? You why are you so focused biased. on one? Why are you focusing so on biased. one person? Why are you focused on one person only? There's so many things that you need to be focused on. This, this one particular person tends to dress like a thing that scares me. Well, this is one of the things that we need to do as professionally unbiased journalists is confront any and all stories that present themselves to us. Correct. Good, and bad, I'm or sure, ugly. It, I'm sure that. Out of the five of us that are there, one of you guys can get an interview with Happy. Oh, no. See, now, now, now the thing about that statement is that you don't realize that I have creative control over that weekend on where you guys go. So, if there is a weekend interview, am I? If there is a backstage interview that involves the Three Ring Circus and the Three Ring Circus has a tag match either during the pre show or the Colorado Cup. 
Gee, I wonder who is going to be interviewing the Three Ring Circus that night. I mean, I would know. make it my duty and less necessary and less journalistically necessary. I will try and keep my distance from Scary Clown Man. At, at this moment in time, Mr. Happy himself had and many times in chat has requested to talk to you. Of course he has. In of course right. he has. So this is what we need to do. We are immersing ourselves in this. And if they have requested you specifically as the unbiased journalist that you are and that you here's have what done, I'll let you do. Here's what I'll let you do. What's that? You can broadcast me meeting happy for the first time ever on Twitch live. If you can do it from your phone. Oh, my job is not to exploit you and your situations. My job is to make sure that the best thing for the show happens. And the best and thing that's for the exploiting show, my situation. And let me no, tell you right the best now, thing the, for the show is so faithful with love. Love to see. I'm sure Jet would. Our half hour interview. Jet would. Yes. With Coastal Crusader and Mr. Happy. All right, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Maybe we'll, we'll see what happens. That'll be a plan. We'll iron that out. We might have a clip. At I'm, some point I'm just I'm back. just waiting for someone to tell me what I'm what I'm doing in Denver. You see, yeah, you're holding the fort time. down. You want to know what your uh, job is? Your job is to let everybody know that the dudes and belts and these guys are going to be in front of tens of thousands of people. And that's no joke either. Supposedly, these shows are going to be on the front page of Twitch. Mm-hmm. So these that's guys' faces... Awesome. And they'll have live audiences of, like, what, two, 225? Yeah. People so, so they've been having audiences during their tapings and their like house shows recently because they just had to open up just like we have. Um, they've had about between two and three hundred people per show so far since they started everything back up. What Twitch is so valuable in terms of Rocky Mountain Pro in our show is that it gives us a chance to make money and to be almost kind of like in an absolute sold out arena at this point. So being on the front page, no matter how many people click on the website, Twitch itself, you're automatically going to be looking at Rocky Mountain Pro. You don't got to go to a channel. You don't got to go to my channel or Rocky Mountain Pro's channel. The show is already going to be front and center when you first open up the website. And that counts as a viewer. I've seen Rocky Mountain Pro have over 20, over 20,000 at one time on the front page. And these shows... And these shows are going to be on the front page. So they're almost guaranteed between 5,000 and 15,000 people watching at a time for this show. So we're basically going to be in front of a sold-out arena, if you think about it. Well, I I tell you what, Johnny, you you send me the information, and I will make sure that we plug this on our uh, Ripping the Rack podcast up to the point of the show. Because there are several, several bowling fans that are wrestling fans and Absolutely. personal friends of ours. And I think they wouldn't mind seeing us Especially being involved. The- and, Very and much so, yes. Our show, the, the Rip and the Rack show, has listeners in Canada, United States. Uh, it has some overseas, which is pretty cool when they listen over from Germany. Um, occasionally we get some from Japan, which I'm assuming is uh, some naval bases. Now. Yeah, um, you know, folks in the naval bases over there that that are from the Northeast. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe not. Uh, but absolutely, I will 
uh, do my best to uh, uh, to plug the Dudes and Belts chatcast on uh, Sunday evenings. Uh, Johnny, Death Drop. Uh, Johnny, you want to uh, tell people where to go to reach your channel? So my channel is twitch.tv slash Johnny Death Drop. Exact words, except punctuation, the whole nine yards. You type that in, it's going to immediately bring you to my page. If you don't have a Twitch account, it is very easy. You basically set up an account just like any other social media account. No it's money free. required. It's free. Create a name. If you pop into our chat and you know us, let us know who you are. Because let me tell you something. There's been some really fucked up names on this fucking website. <laughs> that's true. It turns out to be friends of ours and we're like, yeah, we don't know who you are. Friends of ours and we have no idea because yeah. it's like, <laughs> I don't even remember who, but one was like ass butt 55 or something like that. It, yeah, was, it was some stupid fucking name, but it was somebody that we know. So it's like, oh, well, why couldn't you make your fucking name like Sean Douglas or something like that? Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> like Sean Douglas, like one, two, three, four or something. So folks, but, check, uh, check them out on Sunday evenings, I believe, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard 9? Time. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We've been adding the mountain uh, time zone because we do have a lot of the talent and a lot of the Rocky Mountain Pro Faithful actually coming over to Sunday nights as well. It's not just our Thursday. They've nice. been coming over Sundays. So when you jump into a show on Sunday nights, you're almost guaranteed to get a few talents from Rocky Mountain Pro in chat. So if you ever want to ask them a question about the wrestling business or anything like that, you can actually interact with them during the show. That That's the best thing about Twitch. You show up, you hang out with us, you can shoot the shit with us, we interact with you during the show. And what's good about our show is that we always have some form of talent in chat with the fans, which is probably one of the coolest things out of this whole entire thing. I never would have dreamed that I would have professional wrestlers in my chat talking to us and talking to the faithful in the army about anything that they want to ask. I, I, a couple weeks ago, there was a couple, I think it was jet, the uh, longtime Rocky mountain pro fan talked about how echo got into the wrestling business. And while the show was going, echo was basically texting in the chat, his story. And it, it's, you have that opportunity to do something like that. And that's what's very unique about this whole situation and Twitch in general. Well, that's that's actually really cool. And I, yeah, and I'm happy for you guys. Accents. Johnny, I'm happy for you. You guys are doing a great job with it. Um, we are going to wrap up for the uh, for the day, uh, uh, as usual. You're going for hours. I, well, <laughs> some of us got to get up in the morning and go to work. Uh Good show though, boys. We got to talk a little wrestling on the rip and the rack times. Yeah, you know we got. What do you I mean, mean I, next week? What are we going to talk about? I have no idea. That's we haven't even you decided that. Like video games or something like that. Well, yeah, we talked. We talked the last couple of weeks about video games. Um, mm. We're we're not done with that conversation. I don't think. I I think we still have. It needs at least to, one more show. We I think hadn't at really least dabbled one. in computer and mobile. We yeah. haven't really gotten to that yet. Yeah, so we'll we, we definitely have uh, more on that. Um, I'm a big fan of doing top tens. I love top ten lists. I, to me, they're fun. Um, top ten, ten more. Fun to, they're more fun over here. Top ten movies. 
Uh, well, okay, like a, a just a general movies or top it, ten action, it, top it, ten drama, horror, top ten horror, action, drama, whatever. We well, we've done comedies, right? We've done comedies. We did top ten comedies at one and point before, movies. and action, and action movies. movies. We did top ten comedies and actions. Yes. Yep. Yep. But we can. There's more to do. We're, we'll discuss we're, during the week. We'll figure yeah, that one out. We'll, we'll figure it out. So. Again, check these guys out on uh, Sunday evenings, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, not, uh, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Uh, go to twitch.tv slash Johnny Death Drop. Check them out. These guys do a great job. Um, they are certainly representing Rocky Mountain Pro uh, very well. Uh, check out Rocky Mountain Pro. Uh, they they do a great job as well. Uh, like slash Rocky Mountain Pro would be the link to that. They do a lot of free shows during the week if you catch them. Uh, they do have a schedule posted. What's good about Rocky Mountain Pro is that if you end up being a subscriber, I think it's $5 a month, you end up catching all of the tapings and all of the live shows that they have because they air those on Twitch as well as it's going. So that's a perk for being a subscriber. So if you want to see them actually record three or four episodes straight of charge, if you're a subscriber, they only do subscriber-only streams. That's like your little uh, little perk. Like you get a little heads up on what's going to be coming down the pike on the Dudes and Belts Recharge and stuff like that. So, And you can also check them out on rmpwrestling.com. Correct. Um, as usual... You can reach us at RippingTheRackPodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at RippingTheRackPodcast. Uh, you can not find us on Brian's OnlyFans account. Um, sorry, hey, that is just his. OnlyFans this time. There we go. It's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> so the so joke. What's going on with the OnlyFans so here? I, I, I don't know. I guess it's been about a month or two ago. Um, I was going through my, you know, my shtick of you can find us here, here, and here. And I said... Uh, and not on OnlyFans yet, like you that. Said, and, yeah, just, and we were like, oh, what? And it kind of <laughs> took a. I, I don't. I assume only, <clears throat> I thought OnlyFans was porn and all that good stuff, but apparently there's like oh, you can. There's people doing all kinds of crazy shit yeah. on there, and people paying to watch them. Yeah, I had no. I had no idea. I was like making a joke. So I've been making a joke about Brian having an OnlyFans account for the last several weeks. Uh, just waiting for him to break down and actually create one. No, I can help him out with that. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, but you can, you can find hear us, us on, on iHeartRadio, <laughs> iTunes, <laughs> Spotify, and just listen to us. Don't ever take Tim's advice. Well, <laughs> yeah. so you can take some of my advice. Listen, listen. Uh, you're gonna have to take it slow about what you tell people to do and not to do. If they hear you talk about wrestling and then hear you are telling them what to do and not to do about Tim. Yo, t take what you hear from Coastal, take it with a big grain of salt, divide it in half, and the truth is in there somewhere. I'm so, the most unbiased person you will meet. Just I'll ask him. He'll you tell you. you want to follow me on all my socials, there's Johnny Death Drop on everything, except for the YouTube. The YouTube has been, has been changed to do's and belts. So if you want to catch any content on YouTube of us actually going live and actually doing what we do, check out the YouTube video, Dudes and Belts Wrestling Chatcast, what channel I should say. And um, you'll get a small taste of what we do for our live shows then. It's um, fun. It is fun. It's good. You guys do a great job. Again, congratulations you, on your Islanders initial success. On 
Islanders scored. It's over. The game's oh, over. Yeah. He had a, yeah, yeah, he had a breakaway. Yeah. All right. Well, well game three. Game three. Let's turn that one on. On that note, goodbye, everybody. On that note, let's <laughs> end this on a great note. Gee, thanks a lot, Johnny. Let's All right. Buzz Killington. Peace out.